Hey guys, you have just tuned in to another episode of Eat With Her, Don't Compete With Her, and it's your girl, Jazz. This is part two of my Mother's Day Roundtable entitled Black Mom. If you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? If you haven't left a review, a comment, a rating, I am waiting on you. So let's talk a little bit about parenting. Um, this is new to me, so I'll give y'all, I, I give you what I got, but you know, I don't, I don't really got much here. <laughs> I just winging it each day, like go, go over there. But I do got the, the parenting wordings, right? Like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, ah, like, you know, stupid, <laughs> like idiot stuff like that. Like, I think I got my at real well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got that down pat. Um, I got a good, you know, speech. But like, I be laughing at myself after I'm finished. Like, telling her like firmly what I'm supposed to say. And I'm like, yo, turn your head so you can get that laugh off. Because she's not going to take you seriously as a human being. You know what I mean? Like, I need to be taken seriously. So, um, talk to us a little bit about, and let me know, just, um, unmute yourself if you want to talk, cause I don't want to, you know, throw it at you guys if y'all don't. Did you guys want to be a mother? And I, I, I'll start, I'll start. Um, it's funny cause my family did not think for a long time I wanted to be a mother. Because for a long time I didn't necessarily want to be a mother. I don't know that. Because I felt like my life had like these... They had, it had my attention in certain areas. So I didn't have time to, like, I had this tunnel vision on certain things. I didn't have time to be thinking about being nobody mama. I didn't have time to be thinking about no house. I didn't have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll drive whatever. It wasn't, I'm tunnel vision to achieving certain things and getting certain things done. So the idea of parenting in general was just not at the forefront of my mind. Then I get with this guy, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. That's like the natural phase of life and stuff, you know. <laughs> and then you enjoying life, right? Because you, you don't want to let the church pressures and the different pressures of people like, oh, y'all been together for how long now? Like, when the baby's going to come? Or, you know, because you, church church pressures is different. Like, not not when the baby's going to come because we've been married all the two, two months now, right? Then, uh, when the next baby gonna come, like, bruh, chill out, get out of my uterus, just let me breathe, like, come on, pause it off, so, so I never really, um, tried to let those things, even though they, you, you know, they're circle, because once the seeds are planted, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do with them, you gotta have to remove those, because the seed is gonna grow, if it's planted, so, I try not to let those things, uh, get, get to me, but then, uh, maybe about three or, maybe about two, maybe about two, Three years into my marriage I begin to want children right and with everything that I wanted I got it you know I worked for it I tunnel visioned and I got it and then I did not get it I tried to you know I wanted to have a baby go get my master's be like nah you ain't about to have no baby during the master's because you ain't gonna finish and but I'm like bro like I'm gonna do what I want like <laughs> so I ended up not uh, waiting to after I finished my master's, ended up getting pregnant. And it's funny because when I think about things like manifestation and I think about like kind of like stinking thinking, because you can manifest a thing, but I also feel like you can oppose a thing with your thinking. Um, and 2017 was just a great year for us. We bought a house. Um, 
I graduated with my master's, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff happened. But I was, like, scared to go to 2017. I was just like, you know how people pray and be like, God, can you kind of sort of just pay my bills, you know, a little bit? And then you'll be like, yo, don't pray for me, bro, because your prayers is, like, only touching the roof. That's how I was. I was like, 2017 was the bomb. Like, God, like, you know, what are you going to do for 28? Like, just, that was some ignorant thinking, like. But that's where I was. I was so scared. I ended up getting pregnant in 2017. And when I got pregnant, I was souped but scared. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was kind of both. Like, I was just a little bit nervous. And, and Brandon was, like, super nervous. I ended up um, going for the, like, I think this was the 10th week, 9 week visit. I'm not sure of it. I think it was the second one, though. And we go in, and um, I, um, she does the, 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 the ultrasound. But she did the, out, you know, she got to do the. I think it's the outdoor one, indoor one, indoor one, whatever, in, internal, external. And she's like, I'm not really hearing a heartbeat. And I'm like, all right. And then so she do whatever, switch and go a little bit more thoroughly. And she said, the baby, there is no baby there. There's no heartbeat. And I said, are you? Like, like we said, like, it was never in my mind. It was never a part of like. It could happen. That can't happen to me. Like, I'm not going to put that in the, the calculation because it can't happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even something to, because I heard somebody say today, um, they put the worst case scenario first, which is bad. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to judge them, but that's kind of horrible. You know, put the first case, race worst case scenario first. So therefore, if it happens, somebody was like, if it happens, that means you experience it twice. But I never put it there. And it never was just a part of me. And I immediately just started crying and I'm telling myself I'm going to get over it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to, you're going to have to get over it. Like, you're going to get over it. You're going to be fine. And I went to work and I did what I, you know, and I, but I was angry, very angry, you know, like, yo, why, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Like deserve and you know the words like that because that's what we do we do a lot of I don't deserve this like I'm a good person you know what I'm saying I ain't killed nobody you know what I'm saying like you because you did all those other things you gotta put your kill somebody all the way down there and I'm in between I did some things but you know I ain't killed nobody like Lord I don't deserve this um and I feel like when I when I did have a a, a baby which was uh it was it was a IVF cycle and I went through that process and when I initially went through it, I went through um, IUI, was this artificial insemination. And it's just like, how do I say this appropriately for the podcast? I, IUI is like him just doing what he got to do at the right time. And so it didn't work the first time. And so I wasn't working at the time and I was just like, and they was going to do it again. And I said, nah, yo, do IVF. Like, I'm about to I'm about to go back to work. I don't have time. Like, I don't have time to be playing with y'all doing this cycle 17 times. And it not working because he been trying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you let's not, let's, don't play with me. I don't want to keep putting myself in a position of being disappointed. So I said, go do IVF. Insurance going to cover the blah, blah, blah. We go through it, needles, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, I'm bugging. Like, I don't deserve this. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about deserving. Like, I ain't kill nobody, right? We back there. Like, I did some things, but I ain't kill nobody. 
so finally I kind of you know I got to a point of like really getting myself together right um I got to a point of healing and I and I really feel like that was the, the key word because I talked to a couple of people who went through IVF cycles somebody you know Jasmine you went through IVF cycles who you know can you encourage this person blah 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 and I'm like can I you know <laughs> I don't I don't know um and I realized what happened for me in terms of parenting, um, in terms of wanting to be a parent. The reason why I feel like, you know, I could be wrong. It could be science. I, my IVF cycle went through, happened, worked for me, is because I healed. I healed, you know, emotionally, mentally. So whatever can come through me physically is okay, right? It's happening now. Like, yeah, I'm healed. I'm, I'm at a better place because I was angry. You know, um, and I didn't realize it until somebody was like kind of picking up patterns of how I was acting and reacting and kind of a nonchalant and just behavioral things, you know, because I feel like I can be depressed now and no one would know it because I can be very functional in it because working and doing is my like language is how I'm maneuvering the life so I so I, in short I did want to be a parent but it took me a long time to kind of process through anger to kind of understand that when it does happen the process will look different from other people and, and although I knew I was unique in life in general I didn't want to be unique there if that makes sense I did not want to be unique there like look women do this every day I ain't about to you know I gotta look all crazy, you know. And even talk about IVF as a black woman, girl. Bye. Okay, we can we can talk about that all day. But I did want to be a parent, but my process definitely looked different. Anybody else? I want to say that being a labor and delivery nurse, you know how they say those who can't wed, they plan. I was a labor and delivery nurse for a little while before I was able to get pregnant with my first son. And for me, a little backstory, I have PCOS. And for those, yeah, see, it's very common in um, in our culture and our heritage, but a lot of people don't know that they have it. It is very undiagnosed. And for those listening, it stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. And one of the major, major drawbacks to that disorder is infertility. So for me, once I found out that I had that, I was like, dang, like, am, am I going to be able to have a baby? Like this, this, this ain't going to work out. Cause I always knew I wanted a baby. I just didn't want a baby. Honestly, at the time that I had my first son, that was not what I was trying to do. That kind of just happened. I had a little surgery on my mouth, lost 30 pounds, just couldn't eat pregnant and that just happened just just like that just like that I mean it, it ain't take no time you lose that weight and then that, that insulin resistance go down boom so everybody and to piggyback kind of off what Jasmine said everybody's story is different and for those of you that are listening be very respectful when you're talking to other women when you're talking about conceiving it is not a conversation to take lightly everybody that does not have kids doesn't mean they don't want kids doesn't mean that they haven't tried doesn't mean that they haven't spent countless 
thousands of dollars doesn't mean that they haven't gone through so many different adoption agencies and have tried to do it so be very cognizant of what you're saying and when you're saying it because it really will make a difference in a relationship that you have with someone and that goes for men as well because imagine a man that's with a woman that cannot conceive for whatever reason so it's not even just about us so I was luckily able to have my first child with no problem but my second child it didn't happen for 18 months and just like Jazz said, I was like, man, I gave up. I'm delivering babies every night. This baby, that baby, dime a dozen baby, babies who just, they got knocked up on the street, lived on the street for 10 months, come in, the baby slide right out. And I'm like, well, dang, I want a second child, but I just can't do it. And then I say, you know what? Forget this. I said, I'm done. I done lost all the weight. I stopped drinking soda. And then I got pregnant. Once I let it go, and I just, just, you know, calm down and stop thinking about all the things that I know could go wrong and why this isn't happening. I just let it be. I didn't, no intervention, no nothing. And it happened. And it happened. So I just want to say to the women out there that are trying and it's, it's just not working. Sometimes, just like Jazz said, you just have to heal and know that your story is not like everyone else's. Don't compare yourself to the next woman because they, you don't know everything about them. Everyone's story is different. Everyone's story is different and seek the help that you need. Seek the help that you need. Even that, even if it's perinatal uh, counseling or therapy for you and your partner, because stress does not help those sperm grow and get up to where they need to go and implant in that uterus. I'm just saying, and that's speaking from professionally, not just personally. So yes. Did anybody else want to um, speak on that topic? I did. Um, just what you both shared resonates with my story. And, you know, I do also have PCOS. And, you know, in my case, you know, you're the godmother to everybody's kids, but your own, you know, so you, so people are calling you ma before you are mother. And for me, it's like, I didn't realize I wanted children until I left home. And I'm like, this, this, I, I know what I need to do. I know I have a purpose because um, I want to be a mother and be able to pass on some values that I didn't receive from my mom. And so when you're going through that PCOS process, same, 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 drop the weight. You know, I stopped drinking to a point. I got in therapy for once. And then I just really was like, I, right, I'm getting me together because it was to a point where I was buying pregnancy tests in bulk. No one knew. And everybody's like, yo, you and him been together. We were going to be 12 years this year, five, five married. And they're like, yo, you're next. Huh. And we're like, uh-huh. You know, because no one really knew. And it got to a point where one of our, one of our closest friends, he was like, they'll get here. Little man and ma will get here when they get here. Because it, that pressure, you're going through the blood sugar, the cravings. You know, you're gaining weight up and down. PCOS got you looking ugly some days. So you're not even really feeling attractive to even want to, you know, do the bang, bang. So at that point, you know, that conversation that you have with yourself where you heal from what it is you've gone through before even thinking about children, then you heal on the journey to having a child. And then now after having a child, we already know it takes a up to 18 months to heal from having one. So when you think of that in context of your spirit and your body, it's like we as women, we sign up to go through the pain because we want to nurture, we want to support. And people don't know 
that those women that struggle, you know, it's hard, you know, let's not like, we can stay on a subject if you want to support me, but like, let's, let's teeter on the side of us moving forward. But I appreciate you sharing your story because it's very similar for a lot of women who experience PCOS. So um, I would like to, um, you know, share my story. My story is a little bit different from um, everyone else's story, but I have or was diagnosed with incompetent cervix. So what happens is the measurement of my cervix does not, is not long enough. So my body tends to miscarry in my second tri trimester or my first trimester. So in the beginning, I did not know. So when you first become pregnant, you don't know these issues that you know, that you have. And sometimes the doctor, they don't know the issues that we go through or can, um, could diagnose anything because they don't know. They don't know what's going on sometimes. So I had five miscarriages before I had my son. And each, each miscarriage was due to my incompetent cervix. So my cer cervix measured short. And then all of a sudden I was, my water broke. I was, you know, having, you know, having given birth or in labor and at 16 weeks 19 weeks um I think one time I made it to like 20 weeks um each and every time except for the first um miscarriage carriage I had a a surclage done so a surclage so what they do is they take a stitch and they sew up your cervix but even the surclage did not work so um parenting is something that you know we we you know, we all want to become a parent at some point. I um, was, my husband and I were always um, with children. We love children so much. Um, our, my last pregnancy was in 2018 and I um, had the surclotch stitch done. I made it to 31 weeks. I was so happy. Like, I'm so happy that I made it to 31 weeks. Now, like, I just thought that that was like, I could deliver at 31 weeks. Like, and, and my prayer was just like, if I make it to 27 weeks, if I make it to 25 weeks, I'll deliver because I was always miscarrying at six, 16 weeks, 19 weeks, 20 weeks. It was just, it was, it wasn't, the baby wasn't able to survive under those circumstances or fight for its life under those circumstances. So I was excited during my last pregnancy when I made it to 31 weeks. And um, we had our son in um, January. He was born on the 29th. And then um, he passed away at one years old. So my story is a little bit different because, sorry to be so emotional, but um, my story is a little bit different because although, you know, it was, it's something that we always want. And I feel as though like, we had the opportunity. I always think God, like, he gave us a year with him. So each and every holiday, we celebrated with him. Each and every, like, for the whole year, we, like, he was just our everything for the whole year. So he gave us a whole year with him, and now we are, we're, we are grateful for the, for the year. But goes, go back to what Jasmine said, in order to heal, you must remember, and during conversations like this, and during, you know, speaking about him and, and my issues and what I had to go through in order to deliver him, I had to be on bed rest for like two months or no, three months, hospital bed rest, strict bed rest. I could not even get up to use the potty. Like it was, it was crazy, but I delivered him. 
I'm grateful that he, you know, he was with us for a year. And in order to heal, you must remember, you must be able to remember the past. You must be able to remember what you're going through in order for you to heal. So yeah, I'm, I'm sharing a new light or, you know, a new light to the situation, but I'm grateful to be able to share my experience. I, I, I want to say that I didn't have Ashley on because of that, right? Um, I want I want to start by saying that. Yeah, I don't want to be insensitive. Um, I think that a lot of times, a lot of times we don't know what to say, and we end up saying the wrong things. So I asked Ashley actually before all of you guys and I framed when we would come around when and if not if Ashley could come but if Ashley was feeling comfortable enough to have that conversation then I would frame you guys around that because I didn't I didn't pressure her even into saying it because Ashley could have you know just not said it you know and uh I just wanted to say that I didn't have her on for this grand topical thing because I think it's one of the hardest things to kind of have a conversation but I also knew it's a very in a, a very interesting position I also knew that what Ashley had to say that someone needed to hear whether it's amongst us five or whoever else is listening I knew that and I almost said still don't answer don't answer because cause she is indeed more brave than I am. Like, I don't, you know, you don't know what to say. So you tend to either do one or two things, say nothing or say the wrong thing. So in the frame of not saying this insensitive request, um, I just, you know, said, all right, you know, if, if I'll ask her and if she can say no, you know, so I just wanted to say that. Um, I definitely wasn't being as sensitive to Ashley about asking her to be on, but I did believe wholeheartedly that someone, there are very uncomfortable conversations that someone is not having. They're not having. And just the idea, I, Ashley, if they learn nothing else, of remembering being a part of your healing, let's say for instance, even for a part of your forgiveness healing. I can't forgive what I, no, I, I can't talk about her. I can't talk about her right now because if I talk about her, I'm getting like, yo, Jazz, yeah, I hear it in your voice. You're getting, you're getting up. You know, you're not forgiving because when you do remember, you go right back. That was 10 years ago. You go right back. You're not healing because if you talk about what's from two, the, the, the tears is not an indication that you are not healed. The going back and being able, not being able to cope with Certain things is the indication that you are not healed. That that understanding, that um, behavioral patterns and and traits that come up at that point. So, uh, Ashley, I do appreciate you um, being able to share that. Being able to share that 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 healing. I, I remember someone told me that someone told you to heal well, and I said, "Can you speak a little bit about that?" Like what sure. that means? Absolutely. So healing well. So um, there's a scripture in the Bible. Um, there was, I think it was seven or five men with leprosy and Jesus healed them 
However, they didn't see it physically, but they they went. So as as you go, you are healed. And basically that's what it is. So healing well, as I move forward, as I continue to be who I am, as I continue this journey of life, as I continue to serve, as I, cause I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm in church. Like, I'm like, God, like, what's up? Like, I thought we had a thing here, like five miscarriages. And I finally have a son and he's, he's, you know, you take him, like you need him now. Like he can't stay a little while longer type thing. So, and then watching every, you know, watching some miracle stories around me, like, um, family members they have babies at 24 weeks and they're three now they're four now so I'm like okay that's my story but that's then again it's not my story because my son is not here any longer so healing well as you go as you serve as you minister as you testify each and everything that you move forward in you begin you begin to heal well you begin to be not be okay because it's 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 never okay but you begin to understand why even if you don't understand why at the moment you begin to understand things start to unfold um my relationship with god has just <laughs> changed forever i think my son actually like you know put a new perspective on what it is to really be a disciple of Christ before I um before I even had before I was even pregnant I remember um this um 24 weeker no it, it was a 23 weeker like made it out the hospital out of NICU perfect fine no issues and I'm driving to um I'm driving to Wells Fargo just to go to the bank. And I'm in and I'm in my car just having the conversation like, God, why did this happen for this person? However, same situation. Like I can't even same situation and I can't, it's not happening for me. Like what is what's going on? And he clearly said, You don't trust me. And I could tell you no lie. Literally, I had to pull over. Because right then and there, you almost like you ever um, seen the Scrooge movie, how he's how he's able to see the past, the, the, the present and the future, how it's like an out of body experience. And he's able to go back to the past to view what happened. He's able to go back to the present and view what happened, go back to the future, what happened. That's exactly what happened to me. A inner, uh, like an outer body experience happened to me. And God literally showed me. Each and every time I had a miscarriage, I was telling the doctors what, what, what was happening to me and what was supposed to happen, what was going to happen. Never did I even say, okay, let's pray. Because I have, it became my norm. My norm became, having miscarriages became my norm. So I knew when my water was breaking, okay, I got to go to the hospital. I know, okay, no, seriously, doc, my water broke. I know I did not pee on myself. I know that my water broke because I, I, this happened to me before. And I'm going to tell you the steps that's going to happen. It's going, I'm going to wait. I'm going to have a couple of contractions and I'm not going to feel anything because I don't really feel the contractions that much. You're going to ask me if I'm okay. I'm going to tell you that I'm fine. And then all of a sudden I'm going to be laying there and then I'm, you know, I'm going to let you know that he's out or the baby is out because I feel the baby be passing through my body. I know this all too well because it happened to me five times already. 
So you can't tell me what, you know, so God showed me that when he said, you don't trust me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I do trust you. He showed me each and every time from the second third, fourth, and fifth time, because the first time I didn't know I was diagnosed with, with incompetent service. They didn't know. So the second, third, fourth, and fifth time he showed me, this is why you didn't even pray. You didn't even pr give me the opportunity to make, to do something like to, you know, cause some things I, I believe that sometimes God takes circumstances to see how we're going to respond so he can create an opportunity for a miracle to happen. And in that moment, I didn't even give him an opportunity to, 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 to do what he do. I didn't pray in those moments. I didn't, I didn't say anything because I was just so used to having miscarriages. So when he showed me that before I had my son, Joshua, before I got pregnant, he showed me that and he told me, you don't trust me. And then from that day forward, no matter what, I was like, God, no matter what happens, I, you know, I trust you no matter what happened. And I got pregnant with my son, Joshua. And then, you know, triggers happen. So you also have to be careful with triggers when it comes to, you know, I'm, with anybody with incompetent service or had um, miscarriages back to back. Triggers, like, um, I was scared to go to the bathroom to poop because I thought I was going to lose my baby. I was scared to just burp or to fart, like, you know, just certain things I was just scared to do because I thought I was going to have a miscarriage. And in those moments, I would begin to pray like, God, you know, I, I don't know whether it's this to, you know, if this what you're talking about trusting, but I don't want to lose this one. I don't want to lose this baby. So he began to, you know, to to tell me I used I have to go back to get scriptures like I would have scriptures all over the place just so that I can you know just be able to get through the process and I carried 31 weeks that was amazing I carried my son 31 weeks I was so happy I was so happy so yeah and when my son passed away this lady prophesied to me that I'm going to heal well. And at the time, I didn't know what healing well even looked like. Like, I'm like, I, I'm destroyed. How can somebody that's so destroyed can heal well? And healing well looks like to me, sharing my testimony, healing well, it looks like to me, continue to serve, even though, you know, even though I know that, it don't make sense or somebody may see me that it don't make sense continue to serve having faith healing well having faith no matter what it looks like healing well standing in standing on the promises of God no matter what it looks like healing well seeing what you have never seen so it can manifest healing well speaking over your situation healing well like do whatever you need to do so that you can be your best and true self so that's where she, I, you know, understand healing well to be as they went, as they moved, as they worked, as they walked to show themselves to whoever they needed to show themselves to, they were, they were, they were, they were healed. But the good thing about one thing was that one person turned back and thanked him 
one person turn back and said, God, I thank you. God, you know, and I'm that one person that would be able to go back and, you know, put a praise on it. Like you could catch me, you know, <laughs> on the floor, like in the corner, like it doesn't take much, but I'll be that one person to go back. And then that one person, God said that you are, you are, you are healed and whole. So not only healing well, but being made whole as a woman, being made whole as a black woman, because we have so many emotional stuff that we go through. So healing well and being made whole so that you can be the best you that you can be. That's what, you know, healing well means to me. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. And, um, before you said it, I was going to say that, that you are a demonstration of healing well. That it doesn't always feel well. I don't know if you know the song, um, uh, ah, I forgot this guy's name, it's, it's losing me right now, but he said, uh, it's pretty much saying, act like what you're not until you become it. Even though, I don't, don't, dis the, uh, don't get distracted even when you feel distracted. Don't get destroyed even if you feel destroyed. That you almost fake it until you become it. And you're the I, the, the demonstration of like, I'm healing well on my journey to healing well. You know, I'm, uh, and, and the idea of being healed in whole, that goes across the board. That is a message for the black woman as a body, you know to just just I'm, I'm so excited about this idea that therapy has become a, a a trend right now you know um because now the healing is like popular you know it's popping right now so they gonna go get it at the very least it's gonna it's gonna be trending on twitter so i might just plug in i might just you know so i appreciate you for that i appreciate you for for extending yourself in this way because you could have said no. And I would still still saw you sadly and I would said, what's up? And we would have chilled. And that would have been that. Um, but just this idea that um, you are as whole as you are, that you are able to enjoy your life, right? Serve in your life, right? Uh, minister in your life, right? Uh, be a friend, be a family member, be a wife, and be a mother. So I definitely appreciate you for just um, being a part of this t this show today. Um, I don't think it would be the same if you weren't here. Each one of you uh, did a great job at bringing an extension of yourselves to the platform. Um, there were so many questions that we had, but we did such a good job at summing things up. I did want you guys to, um, I, I am gonna give you guys each a moment to plug your businesses and plug um, your different things and give my audience a call to action. But actually, let's be real. You don't have to give it to them. You just told them to be whole and be healed. So I appreciate you for that. But I do want you guys to give a message, not only to the audience, but a message to your children. What do you want to say to your children today um, within your call to action or when you have that moment to speak? Um, I am going to... I am going to go last. Um, we're going to start out with Shakira. And what you can do is you can plug your business, whatever offers you may have, services you may have. How can we reach you? Now, it's all going to be in the show notes. So 
it's not a problem if you don't pick up on that extra cue she have in her name or something of that nature um and give the audience a quote or call to action and what do you want to say to hero and your little girl on the way <sighs> i might need a moment i'm a little emotional <laughs> happy tears um I just want to say thank you for having me on this podcast. Um, Each and every one of your stories I resonate with. And um, I am encouraged. I am so proud that I didn't chicken out, that I joined, (laughs) because I needed this. I needed to hear everyone's story um, and encouragement. So um, to my son, Hero, I would say, you have purpose, purpose. Um, you are my rainbow after the storm. And um, you are my promise from God. You are strong. He says his affirmations every night. I am brave. I am strong. I am kind. I am loved. That's what he says every night. He's five years old. And I just want him to stick to that. And just know that he has purpose. He has purpose. And to my daughter, my other rainbow baby, I'm so excited. Um, She has purpose. And I just want her to be resilient, um, to be loving, because the world needs a lot of love. Um, I want her to love on other people. I want her to be kind. I want her to be brave. I want her to be a woman of God. Um, And to all the moms out there, um, just go with the flow. Um, Sometimes we we think we have it all planned out, but things happen. As you heard our testimonies, go with the flow, follow your heart, keep your head up, keep God in your life, keep God in your heart, keep praying. And that's all I could say to you all. Just, just be encouraged, moms, black moms, moms everywhere, rainbow moms. Be encouraged. We all have a story. Heal properly and be a blessing to someone else. Um, in my business, you can reach me on Instagram. Um, I do have a blog coming out soon, uh, rebranding my blog. Um, But right now you can just reach me on both of my Instagram pages. My party planning page is at Dessert Pixie. That's all one word, Dessert Pixie. And if you're into fashion and customized clothing, painted denim, hand-painted jewelry, you can find me at Dessert Pixie Jewelry, also on Instagram. So thank you guys for having me. And thank you all mamas for your beautiful stories and your encouragement. Thank you, Shakira. Always a pleasure. Always uh, a light wherever you are. Claudia, you're up next, baby. After Ashley's story and Kiara's story and just all of your stories, it's, it's making me think of just one thing, and that is service. You know, as Black women, we are always in service if not to everyone's child, everyone's everything, 
we have to be of service to ourselves and God because without that, we won't be able to support anyone else. And I say this to say that someone needed to hear what we had to say today, if not just one person. Someone needed to feel the testimony. Someone needed to experience something out loud that they've probably been holding on to for some time. So I thank you all for just having the courage to even talk about what it is, because I might have hit the fade too, sis, but I, I'm just quite thankful for just being able to experience that. Um, as far as businesses, I do work in outpatient. So um, if there's ever anyone that is in need of therapy that can work through their issues, their trauma, um, you could just Google futureproject1999.org and just connect with services. You can go through psychology today and find a therapist of your preference that will work with whatever it is that you're looking for, whatever it is that you feel like you need to work through. And my recommendations always get a spiritual-based therapist if that's what you serve so that they can tell you how you need to serve your own spirit, mind, and heart and how they need to be aligned with God when you walk on your walk. Um, if I had to offer any kind words to any woman that's out here is sometimes, um, if they don't say nothing, it might be healthier. Some people feel the urge to have to say something to your story. And sometimes silence just means a lot more that they are present with you and that they are listening and they, they may not understand because they haven't gone through what it is, but they are there for you in spirit. And for those that are supporting a black mom, just continue to do what it is you do. When you see she's down, lift her up, be that kickstand, be there for her in a way that she probably has never received or never even, never even saw from her own mother in that situation. And then to my children, um, to my godchildren, to my son, to whatever future children God has for me, if you died tomorrow, would you do it again? Would you be able to do it again? If not, do it now, pray now, think now, worship now, give your testimony now, speak life now, laugh now, because you just never know how he'll take you, what ways he'll take you and how far he'll take you. So if you do it now, you can have a moment to reflect on how far he has taken you. So I just really share that because that's been a mantra for me for some time. I might, you know, copyright it, but uh, I'm just thinking, I'm just thanking God for the experience and just do it now. If you have it in your heart to serve God, do it now because that's what we're working towards anyway. Thank you. That was amazing. If you die tomorrow, would you do it again? That That's really good. That's really good. That was amazing. I'm, I'm processing that. That's, that was really good. Fiera. I don't know. I don't know if I can even find the words. And Jazz knows me well. I always have the words. I always have the words. I cannot even say how much this has touched my heart. And I have been around countless mothers. And this conversation is one that the world needs. It is one that we need. We need to uplift each other. We need to be there for each other. 
We need to understand that we are not just that person that we see on Facebook and Instagram, that we have stories, we have experiences behind us that make us who we are and build us up. People tell me all the time, you make motherhood look easy. You make parenting look easy. I am here to tell you it is not. That being the strong woman, it the stronger that people think you are, the harder it is to pick yourself back up when you fall. Because everyone is so used to you standing so tall, your shoulders back and your head up that when it comes down, Who's there to lift it up when it comes to our sisters? We have to remember that. And I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from experience. We can all learn something from each other. I hope that everyone, even if it's men who are listening, that you realize that we all can learn from each other. And this is not just me speaking as a nurse. This is just me speaking as a brown woman, As a brown woman, we can all learn something from each other. No mother should be comparing, well, so-and-so did this and this and this did this. We're all made differently, cut from different claws, maybe from that same one, but no piece is the same. And they all can join together to make that one big, great cloth that can cover us all, seriously. And we really need to get back to that. It's not just the meme. It's not just a quote, but it needs to be action. We need to do that for each other. We need to say, oh, I listened to Shakira and I'm not going back to tell Keisha, oh, Shakira said, and this is, it needs to be, well, how can I possibly help Ashley Hill? How can I help Shakira Hill? How can I help Claudia on her journey? How can I be thinking, well, geez, how can I change the conversation? So I'm not saying to somebody like Jazz, when are you going to have the next baby? Why we just can't be happy with joy right now? Like we have to think about those things, ladies and gentlemen, because I hope men out there listening because it's for you too, because it can help us all. Those words, the words that we say to each other, you may think it's just some words in passing, but it means so much. It means so much, so much to the point that this, I didn't even say it in the beginning, but I'm going through a perinatal mood and disorder class right now so I can give therapy to moms similar to the situations that we are talking about right now similar to the situations we are talking about right now because it's very few therapists that look like we do that understand what we have gone through since we've been children the things that we weren't taught by our mothers because they weren't taught they weren't present or they were present but they weren't you know what I'm saying? So the, the, that's something that I'm striving to get to. And I'm doing the necessary work to make sure that I'm showing up for the clients that I hope will come to me in confidence and get to that point where they can heal well, just like Ashley was talking about. And just like Shakira is saying, and just like we're all talking about now as women, we have to get back to that. We really, really do. Think about ourselves and where we're trying to go. Don't just be that, oh, crabs in a barrel, she doing this and da 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 Just be cognizant. It's so important. It's so important because it's not just one of us. When you look at me, think of yourself. Think of you. And if we do that, we'll get so much further in life and what we're trying to do. And 
we would be here all day if I said anything about what I'm trying to do or say about my children after all that has been said. I think that I would say love will always win. And I say that because in a world where there's so much confusion, we don't know whether we're going, we're coming, we're afraid to go outside because we're afraid to be sick. We're afraid that we're losing our loved ones to diseases and things that we have no idea about. Love always wins. Cherish the moment that we live in. Ashley, I, I really, really took that. Like every day is important. Every hour, every second, every minute, we have to cherish it. And when we do that, there'll be so much room for happiness and so much less room for negativity that we will do so much, that we will do so much. Jazz, I thank you for inviting me to this conversation because I think I might play this like uh, at least like 10 times when it does come out just for my own soul because I need it as a, a strong black woman we all do. And sometimes we need to lean on each other. And right now, even though we're virtual, I'm leaning. I am leaning. And y'all all holding me up, whether you see it or not. And it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. Thank you, God. Thank you. Fiera, uh, where can we find your podcast? Goodness, see, I'm all so busy worried about that. <laughs> yes, I'm, we're talking marriage. We're talking parenting. Lots of parenting we're going to get into. We haven't started yet, but we're talking that on at Real Dose of Love podcast. It's on all your streaming platforms. We're about four or five episodes in, and we're going to start getting hot and heavy into the things that everybody wants to hear and talk about. We're kind of getting there. So check us out, send us a DM. You can email us at, at realdoselovepodcast at gmail.com as well. Yeah, I didn't want you to, to leave that out, you know. Yeah. You want to plug, you want to plug, you know, plug, you know, plug. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, I did want you to talk to us a little bit about um the foundation. Okay, so the foundation, the JIS foundation stands for Joshua Isaiah Smith foundation we have created this foundation to help out families that um that's going that their children is going through medical treatment so we help out um you know any way that we can if it's an encouraging word that's it if it's a gas card because you know sometimes these family members they travel from a lot of mouths just to stay close to their kids at the hospital so if it's food um we cover you know food we give like visa cards and so forth so um we have this one event that we have on my son's birthday every year and we um raise funds to for the um foundation and this year we had gave the JIS award um, is what we call the Juju award. We gave a family $1,000 this year. So that was really, really um, cool about that. And um, so you can find the foundation on Facebook. Um, we created a, a page. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing this thing. So events may pop up. I will, you know, make sure you guys have the information so um, you guys can, you know, be a part of the foundation. Thank you so much. See, that's, that's, that's healing well. That's exactly the definition of that. Like, Ashley gets excited. Like, uh, some people, if or if they were A-type, they like, look, that was not enough money for me. I had, you know, $2,000 in mind, and it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, just the idea of what we talked about from the beginning, choosing what you're going to look at and choosing how um, 
laying down expectations you know if i put expectations down for most of our relationships we probably have better relationships you know expectations i want you to be somebody who you ain't even know you were supposed to be in the first place so um i just wanted to say you guys i am full like that is the best the best way i can describe um this show today and um I probably was scribing every show, and this is the third season, no, fourth maybe, season, to make a show like this one today. And I just wanted you guys to know that your presence was a present. Um, and I do appreciate you guys just being a part of this, because I think... I hope it's evergreen enough to be played as much as Fiara said it should be played. You know, played on and on and on. Because um, I don't want a healing to just be a trend. I don't want black motherhood and imbalance to just be a noun thing, right? Like, you, you, you mothers can have a little R&R &R Mother's Day. But then, come Monday, you know, you get your butt back to, you know... You know what I mean? I want it to, to go on and on, like, that we get this idea of ongoing healing, ongoing self-care, not this, oh, that was a quick therapy for January, and then by March, I'm, I'm messed up again, you know? So, um, I do appreciate you guys. I do appreciate, um, I, and much like Fiara, I am going to, I need, I, I'm writing down all this stuff because I'm like, it's, it's triggering in a great way. Like, you know, I need to remember, you know, because that's the idea. Like, Ashley, when you said to remember is the part to kind of measure your healing against. I was like, oh, there's some things you just didn't heal from, girl. You you thought you did, you know, because ain't nobody else to to check the boxes for you. You know, nobody there doing that. So those different learning components, we don't do enough of learning from one another. We too busy. I'm too busy reaching out to Oprah to see if she'll be on the show. When I know four bomb women that giving me stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we do so much of reaching up here when we can reach across here. Reach across. Reach across. Reach across. So, I, I, I do appreciate you guys. Um, you guys were nothing short of amazing. Um, I could not have had a better show. Um, and I am completely and utterly full i am full and i will leave the show with this ending quote my mother's gifts of courage to me were both large and small the latter are woven so subtly into the fabric of my psyche that i can hardly distinguish where she stops and i begin maya angelo mom and me and mom and you have just tuned into another episode of Eat With Her, Don't Compete With Her. And it's your girl Jazz, Fiara, Claudia, Ashley, Shakira. And thank you for coming. <laughs>